When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Padroni. And on this episode, I'll be talking to Edwin Salmon, who uh, you'll you'll all know if you're uh, a listener to the brilliant podcast Reviewables, which is on this uh, Headstuff podcast network. And um, well, yeah, so that's that's who I'll be talking to. Uh, so uh, I've just come back from uh, London, where I did a couple of gigs over there in the backyard comedy club and uh, that was great crack altogether and uh, have a few gigs coming up in the 16th of yeah February the 16th of February I'll be in Bray and the 7th and the 17th of February I'll be in Sean Oaks pub in Derry Beg in Donegal so uh, now have a listen to Edwin Salmon <laughs> Kevin McGarren's got a good line when he, he used to go on and say, uh, now I, I know what you're thinking, did Sean and Una McGarren have a baby? <laughs> they yeah, did, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and everyone's like, who are Sean and Una McGarren? And it takes like a minute for the audience to catch up and go, oh, he's just talking about his parents. That's, yeah. The joke is he's not making a joke about that whole joke thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. And do the, uh, are audiences aware of that? technique enough to know that that's the joke but it doesn't matter I don't, I think it, some of them would be some and, of them and whoever yeah, yeah some and of even if they aren't he's got his he's, it's his line yeah yeah and, that's he, his, that's and he's sticking line. to it and he does it no one else can do it like if I went up and did that line it'd be a bit confusing <laughs> that'd be brilliant because they're, they're not my parents <laughs> I know but I actually think that would be great actually, yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if every comic did it that line or I get up and say I, I know what you're thinking <laughs> Did Jerry Salmon just get very, very young? <laughs> oh, that's my dad. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like 74, 75. I don't know how old he is. He's old. Yeah. He's getting dithery now. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't, yeah, you know, my parents are again, dead. He, so. He's always been dithery. Your parents are dead, so they're yeah, not, well, not that like dithery good anymore. Yeah, well, like a good bit dead. Yeah, yeah, you know. Should like you go back it, and check, Joe? That it doesn't, and they're definitely dead. Oh, okay. Confirm that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it happened a while ago, did it? Uh, yeah. Well, particularly my mother. That was way back, and my father. Even then, now it's over ten years, I think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, um, uh, like it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Does it bother them? <laughs> Don't know. See, my uh, 
kids uh ne- like oh I never had grandparents growing up. I had one but I can't remember. Yeah. And uh and my kids had no grandmothers and even when my father died they were pretty young. So mm. uh uh just grandparents haven't been a big thing in our family. Yeah, I had They've um, been irrelevant. <laughs> I had I had grandparents. Uh, mm. <clears throat> well, I I had two two grannies and a granddad. Yeah, uh, it was a weird situation that they got themselves into. But uh, two grannies, but yeah. one granddad. Mm. Uh, it was he was a Mormon. Mm. Um, yeah. No, no, it was my my dad's yeah. my well, dad's mother. Good. My dad's mother was still alive. Yeah, she was running the pub that we used to own. And then she had a stroke, and then she was in a um, a home of just, luck, just no? outside. She had a stroke of bad luck. All right, yeah. Uh, mm. She had an actual stroke. Mm, yeah. uh, she was. It was a rowing accident, and <laughs> she ended up in a home, and she didn't know. But she died when she was like eighty nine. Mm-hmm. And then my mum's uh, parents, uh, yeah, they were they were alive for most of my formative years. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and are you close to grandparents? Like I always hear, I some people who are cl- kind of really bond with with yeah, a grandparent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. wasn't. I was as close as I could be to an Irish, especially my grandfather, because he was very. Mm. He was a very quiet man. He was a very simple man. He didn't have any teeth. He had, like, he used to gum his food. No. Really? Uh, did he not get false teeth? He never got... He lost his teeth. He never got false teeth. Oh. He just gum... Gum his food and break it down that way. And he he liked to, to drink a glass of milk. Mm. He wasn't a big drinker. Very kind of simple, quiet man. And I used to go... Me and my brothers, when we were of age, because he used to deal in calves. God, I sound like such a culture. He used to deal in calves and he'd go around all the marts and I'd go with him. And we'd be sitting in his little van listening to... Gay Burner. Actually, we used to listen to a lot of um, Gay Burner on the radio. Yeah, in the mornings. Wow. In the mornings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes we'd listen to um, Jerry Ryan. Yeah, and like I've great memories of listening to the radio with my granddad, and he'd be giving me Milky Moo sweets, <laughs> and I'd be sucking the Milky Moos, and then I'd go in and I'd outside the mart, outside the mart, and you go into the mart, and it'd be all that kind of wet piss and shit smell and mm. big sausage fingered farmers mm. going round I I, uh, my father used to the odd time bring me to the mart and yeah very manly place yeah and uh, there was a little canteen this was the mart in Ashburn and uh, you'd have rudimentary food big <laughs> mugs of tea yeah and a plate of chips or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and a Cocktail Kit Kat. <laughs> uh, anything, yeah, anything that could be, the only utensil you'd need were a knife and to cook stuff, just a deep fat fryer. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I remember if you had a grill or something. I don't remember any food being in the mart. I remember Kevin McGarren telling me he used to work in a mart in Arva in Cavan. Yeah. Now, I never worked in the mart, but there was a mart. It was just around the corner from where we used to live because we we moved house in Burr and Offaly where I'm from yeah and but my granddad would, yeah he'd come in and he'd have his have his lunch after he'd done his dealings in the Burr Mart mm. and we had a, a lad a, a friend of the family 
He used to work for Robinson's Minerals. Barley Waters. Yeah. Because they had a they had a, f- a factory or some kind of uh, holding area for their stuff out near Furban, which is where my grandparents are from. Aye. But he used to come in, he'd big, he'd, he'd like a hearing aid, he'd big milk bottle glasses, and his hearing aid was old, and I don't think it worked that well, because he used to shout. Mm. And he'd just walk in the back door and immediately go, How ya, Anne? And just start shouting. And mum would make him a cup of tea, and he'd just talk shite for like 10 minutes and leave. And then we moved house, and myself and my younger brother used to laugh, thinking, we never told... Jimmy that we'd moved house so we just imagined him going in the back door into the kitchen yeah. of the new the new family yeah. and they're just too terrified to say anything so they yeah, just keep yeah, giving yeah. him tea it's like an occasional thing they have to it comes with the house you know yeah. this man will occasionally come in the back door <laughs> thinking you're us so just play along Yeah, yeah. we yeah. think he might be mentally unstable oh, he's probably I, dead now they're all I, yeah, all yeah, those people yeah. are dead there's a a fella that used to call into us like in Kildare, we moved to Kildare for a while, and he was a Kerry man, and, uh, and no one could understand what he said. Yeah. But he'd call in for a cup of tea, but then he goes, <laughs> and you'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just hope that was the right answer. Or yes, smiling and nodding, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like all those kind of uh, family friends, there's very few of them, there's very few of them left. Now the, the, we called into around Christmas time, uh, or just after Christmas, because my, my folks were away for Christmas. We called into in Portumna, is a, a family friend, uh, family friends, the Sheehys, and my folks met them years ago, the uh, Aileen and Ambrose, mm. and Ambrose was like, uh, and still is. He's, he 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 always fascinated me because he looks like Lloyd Bridges, you know, the actor Lloyd yeah. Bridges. He really kind of looks like him. And he always wears a suit, um, but he's very, very dithery and would just tell these crazy long stories about driving German people to the airport. Because he, he owned a bar, <laughs> he owned a bar, but right. it was also a and b yeah. and this old fish and tackle, and he repaired bikes, and he was the local taxi driver. And now he's retired, and I think he's kind of like... He didn't know what to do with himself kind of thing. Mm. And his his wife passed away a few years ago. But we went out there and we were t- <laughs> we were talking. We're all sitting around drinking tea and whatever. And one of his daughters was there and then she left. And then we just listened to Ambrose telling his stories. Mm. And you're just kind of putting in the time. And mom had like, mom has her, her like move to end the conversation and leave where she'll get up. Go over, get the 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 tart or the porter cake or whatever she's she's made. Give it to him and go. Now there you go. That's the thing we we came to give you. And she'd be standing up, and then he'd go on for another ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I found myself a couple of years ago. We were out there, and I had to go to the toilet, not because I had to go to the toilet, just because I was falling asleep, and I didn't want to fall asleep. Yeah, and. The last time we were there, I was looking at my mum at one stage while Ambrose was talking, and she was like staring ahead, and she just closed her eyes, and I counted. And afterwards, I was like, "You closed your eyes for seven seconds. That's a long ass time to close your eyes, <laughs> and have the person who's telling you the story not notice that you've like 
closed your eyes. Mm. I thought she was going to do, you know, when you're like when I was in school or in college, actually, I found both to be kind of equally boring. I was never very academic, mm. but you'd be feeling yourself getting tired and you do that move where you'd lean on your, you put your your fist up to your face and you kind of put it over your eye so you could rest one eye at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking if I could just rest, I'll rest the right eye for a minute. Yeah. And then the left eye, and then I won't feel like falling it's ha- asleep. It's happened to me in uh, at the theatre occasionally. Yeah. Uh, if we, well, if you're half hour into a play, you you know whether it's going to be shite or not. Yeah, yeah. If and it's shite, you, shy, you can't get out. That's it. Like it's not like a movie. You're stuck. You can leave. Although I never There's something about a movie that's I never keeps you interested, like. Uh, the loudness maybe or and I suppose it's the, the visual because c- it's got cuts whereas with a with a with a play or something you're looking at the whole thing yeah in one it's like and a lot of the time you're kind of going where, where, where do I look because someone's yeah. doing something on one side and then someone else is coming and sneaking around on the other depends on what play you're watching yeah I can't remember the last time I was at a play the last thing I went to wasn't great uh, it's called Red Shoes in the Gate Oh, in the gate, yeah, I've and, seen that. They've got uh, a big pair of red shoes stuck outside. Outside, yeah. And uh, it was a matinee and it was full. And uh, the actors were great, but the writing I thought was awful. And it just, point, a lot of it was pointless. And um, like after a scene, you go, well, what was the point in that scene? Didn't really add anything. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and it, maybe maybe we'll find out later the yeah. point and then... Later, you'd find out no, that was that. That was definitely a pointless scene, and 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 then when I came out, I was dying to check reviews of it. Yeah, yeah. And amazing reviews in the Times and in the Independent. Amazing and unbelievable lines that I was going. That is a terrible joke. <laughs> that were quoted in the reviews. Oh Jesus! <laughs> like, was it a comedy? Like no, it was a kind of fairy tale, but. According to the Times, it had a, a commentary on on our modern life didn't its whole have a yeah, commentary so that, that's the thing <laughs> you can you can read uh, analogies into almost anything if you if you want to yeah I remember reading something about Babe you know that movie Babe the pig the pig yeah becomes a sheepdog and how that whole thing is about the rise of new labour yeah and Tony Blair is the pig and you know the the, the old sheepdog is the old conservative government oh really and yeah. you know it's like what yeah. really I mean you can if you want to I suppose you can interpret things but yeah oh this was anyway yeah I mean there was one uh, ballroom like, it's like the, the it borrowed from like Cinderella and and other um, fairy tales yeah. and uh, so the girl goes to the ball and this guy comes up to her and he goes hi my name's Prince my parents loved Purple Rain and that was meant to be a joke, you know. And, <laughs> and that was quoted in the Irish Times. <laughs> oh <laughs> review. God. That's like a dad joke. <laughs> it's terrible. Who wrote well, the play? It was, in, a, a it was in the panto, uh, in one of the panto pantos. You yeah, go, that's yeah. shite joke. <laughs> it's not even good enough for panto. I know, no. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a panto? Yeah, I got free tickets to a panto in the Gaiety and I brought the kids. They were a little bit too old yeah and yeah Samantha Mumba was in it and uh, it was almost terrible I hated it I knew. <laughs> I knew I'd hate it I knew I'd hate Panto I, I thought yeah. I'd hate it you know I, I've never like my nephews and my niece have gone to a few Pantos yeah 
<clears throat> and I've been up. I remember I said to my brother who was bringing them up, I was like, well, if you want to go, I've, I've, I had the thought in my head where it's was like, well, if you and Sinead want to go around the shops or something, get a break from the kids, I'll go to the panto. Yeah. Because at least they'll be interested in, in, in that. Like, I won't have to distract them or... Yeah. You know, but then I kind of went, do I really want to go see a panto? And what do you think? No. I didn't go. Oh, you didn't go? I didn't go. Right, yeah, I yeah, offered, yeah, in my head, I offered, but I didn't say yeah. it out loud then. It was like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Because I often think... Uh, God, would I get offered panto work yeah. at some stage in my career? Yeah, and I've thought I, I, maybe I would You've, like to be in. Have one. you been offered panto? No, I've never been offered. Oh, that's and now me. I think, hey, look, I do it for the money. <laughs> well, see, that's it. Like, I, but, it's yeah. <clears throat> it's a solid eight weeks work or whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell it is that it goes from. They could be good. Christmas be to good. January. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus, I mean, I've done some awful shit, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna say I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, it's like I kind of, where, yeah. Where's the line? Because well, like, sometimes I, I think if I don't do it, someone else will. But that's not. That shouldn't be a motivation to work. Is that someone else is going to get that job? No, because there's some. And jobs it's not what you would have thought you would be thinking when you started off doing comedy. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. Got, this is yeah. what I want to do. Write stuff I want to do. But then someone says, "Will you be on Dancing on Ice or something?" Dancing with the Stars, Ireland. You know, I tried to get on that. Did you? The first series of it, yeah. Uh, and my agent at the time put put my name forward. Along with another, it was kind of like an acting agents that I'm just not with anymore because I realized yeah. after doing loads of auditions, I'm just not very good, very good at acting. <laughs> or I wasn't I really, know. I wasn't really, I did some bad, I did some bad auditions mm. that were justified afterwards because I was just totally wrong. The for, wrong for the part. For yeah. the part. And one of them, I was like 20 years too young for it. Because when I saw the actual, it was a uh, it was a part in Nowhere Fast, Alison Spittle's show. Oh yeah, and it was like the editor of this religious magazine, and I just did a terrible audition. I think it's because I was, I just split up with my girlfriend and I was just depressed and yeah, I was kind of because you know they say if you go into an audition acting like you don't want it. That's what you did. That's what I did. Yeah, but I think I acted like I would rather be anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah. And he said to me, the director said, so you've read the script? And I was like, yeah, no, I'd read the scene, or yeah. two, the two little scenes that I was in, but I read the whole script. The whole script. Yeah. Did they, and I was like, do they expect you to read the whole script before you go in? Yeah. I just got like the... Do you I got, find I got, reading scripts, I, I find it really difficult, yeah. the whole script. I go, okay... I'm reading all of this and none of these are my lines. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, the script I got was not even the episode that I was in. Oh, right. I got yeah. like the first episode and this was like episode three or something. And I just had the, the, the two scenes from that episode. Yeah. But just to put the whole series in context, here's the first episode. And mm. I think I, I didn't read it because I was like, no, I, I just want to watch that show <laughs> when it's on. Yeah. Because if I read it, then... I don't know. Or, or, or you or might, this excuse I would often tell myself is the character I'm playing or w w I'm auditioning for wouldn't know what was happening. 
yeah, yeah, the yeah, rest yeah. of the exactly, yeah. film or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's just here in this scene. <coughs> I'm not playing God. It's not <laughs> yeah. This omnipotent, all-knowing character yeah, that yeah. knows everything. So, because you just stay in bed. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like I feel bad because I have asked other people to read my scripts and I know how difficult I find it to read someone else's script. But yeah, so yeah. I actually feel bad showing someone my script. I go, I'm really sorry. I know. Sorry about it's this. It's really bad of me to ask you to read a whole yeah. script. <laughs> well, you need you need to though because yeah. you need someone to tell you that you need it's feedback. Shit. Yeah. You need and someone mm. to tell you that it's shit, and you're not going to go. What? Uh, as in someone whose opinion you you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's a f- I have a few people like that who will go. I'll I'll actually kind of go. Tell me what's wrong with this. Because it's kind yeah. of it's kind of. If you send a script to someone and they go, oh, I love this bit and this line here is great. Don't change those. It's like, okay, so I won't change those, but what should I change? Yeah. Sake. But um, that's why Dancing with the Stars would have been perfect. Because you don't oh, so have to learn a script. So and you just play yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you put yourself forward and... Because, like, I've watched the... I, it's one of those things like Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares yeah. that I guess they call it guilty... A guilty pleasure, mm. guilty viewing, because I would watch the um, English one, mm. Strictly Come Dancing, with the parents. I used to watch it with the ex-girlfriend. She she enjoyed it, mm. and I I would watch it, and it's kind of it's competitive, but not in a sporting kind of way. But uh, do you not find it wouldn't it be great? You'd learn to dance as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, you yeah. I have I have a bit of natural mm. rhythm to me. See, that's the thing. Mm. Uh, like I've never had any, f- I've never had any formal training, but um, I think it'd be great uh, a great buzz. Like you know, mm. it's kind of, it's like, it's like anything where you're like you play music. You've 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 got uh, what's the the, I've never seen you perform, but I've heard great things. What you've played at some TED fests and whatnot? Oh, I sit with a band. The Harry Bowsies, is that? Oh you no, know? the Harry Bowsies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's your band, yeah. Because I played in bands. Oh, there's another band I sing <coughs> covers with. Oh, two bands. Well, the Harry Bowsies isn't happening, but um, oh, is it? Is that? Is that? No, we. we it was tough. Uh, the, the Harry Bowsies. Uh, a lot of what we did was very offensive, and um, <laughs> the last gig we did, most of the audience walked out. So. That just broke me. <laughs> oh, we went on after Al Porter, admittedly, and he'd probably done an hour. It was, he was probably an hour into his 20-minute set when uh, when he decided to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been there. And so it was getting late. Yeah, God, that's the worst thing he's ever done. Um, <laughs> just go on far too long. But that but that feeling of being, being in a band... Um, but I suppose it's kind of it's sort of like stand up. You're 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 on stage, and there's a kind of a there's a connection between you and the audience mm-hmm. that you that is palpable. But you also you get into a flow as well. That's what I that's what I love. Where you, you're you're in something, and you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just you're just doing it naturally. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get into that with with dancing, but mm-hmm. I can tell because I've been watching the new series. Um, Bernard O'Shea is in it, isn't he? And, Bernard's uh, in it, and Deirdre he's Kane. and Deirdre O'Kane mm. and Marty Morrissey, 
I think Marty Morrissey is the sort of. Uh, a, I thought he'd done one ages ago. No, no, no he's he's a, he's in this one, and oh. he's kind of amazing in that sort of. Women love him. Yeah, I I, I met him at uh, for the first time <laughs> at uh, it was like the Student Media Awards or something. Yeah, um, where uh, Eddie Doyle, who is the he's not there anymore. He's got a new job now. The the head of of comedy in RTE said to myself and Kevin when we were doing Republic of Telly can you come and give, present an award at this thing and we said yeah grand free drink uh, so we showed up and Marty Morrissey was there and then he's like sitting at our table such a charming man mm. uh, and then he said right I, I'm leaving lads I'll talk to you later and he left the table and it was about I don't know uh, 30 feet to the door and it took him about 20 minutes to get out because these young college girls were going up wanting pictures with him and not in an ironic way not in a look at me hanging out with Beetlejuice kind of way it was like he's got he's got an aura Something. about him yeah that's why I think he's gonna he's gonna win Dancing with the Stars Ireland yeah. even though he can't really dance that well no can he not I, know, uh, I think I, he got like a score of two or something I did, the, the guy won or one of the guys who was doing well last year was shit wasn't he uh, yeah. he was another sports presenter wasn't he oh yeah yeah um, um, don't know if he won was it Des Cattle Des Cattle wasn't he hanging on for ages yeah, and, and yeah. was terrible that was controversial controversial yeah because people like element. To, it's it's this weird thing where people you, you want to see someone like a celebrity uh, dance really really well but you also want to see them dance really really poorly yeah there's, there's, there's week no kind after of, week there's, yeah there's so, no middle ground yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of like the lame the lame duck yeah, uh, is just as popular as the surprise amazing dancer. Yeah, so I want to be either one of those things. No, you. I know you want to be the amazing dancer, don't you? I reckon I could. I yeah. reckon I'm good. I've got. I mean, I've got good mm. rhythm. Uh, mm. I keep time well. I can dance. My mum taught me how to dance uh, years ago because m- my parents are f- fantastic dancers. Mm. They they dance like they're on roller skates, and. I used to marvel at them when, when I was a kid going to weddings. And I said to my mum, when I came of age, <laughs> came of age, <laughs> when I uh, drank the goat's blood at my 13th birthday, it's just like a tradition we have in Offaly. Yeah. Um, I was like, T- you know, teach me how to dance. Because I figured it would be uh, useful, right. a useful skill to have as a grown up. Yeah. To know how to dance. So she, she taught you. Yeah, I stood on her feet and she taught me the moves, and then I know how to I know how to jive. Mm. But you know, dance with the stars. There's jive. There's waltz. There's oh, there's so many. Yeah, it was me and another guy in the agency who was an actor who hadn't been in anything. I was like, I don't recognize him. I'm the gay priest off Bridget Naiman. Come on, give me a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they didn't want me. But they have Bernard now, so maybe they next might. Time. Next time they might get me. Hmm. I did um, a reality show, uh, Come Down with Me. Oh, and, uh, celebrity, I, come down with me. Yeah. Now the good thing about it is it's over. The shooting is over in a week. Yeah. Because it is done in a week, but yeah. it's a very stressful week. I I found it very stressful because 
they want uh, in come down with me c- celebrity come down with me yeah. uh, you kind of know going in there they want someone to be to really f- screw up and to be an asshole yeah yeah you know and yeah and uh, <coughs> conflict is the basis of all drama yeah. to not be the asshole to be honest I didn't get an asshole in our I don't think which yeah. maybe wasn't a good thing but um so I did find it stressful because you're thinking of the fiz- finished product what I just said there is that can that be twisted yeah in your yeah head, you know to how, how are they going to cut this up yeah 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 to yeah, make yeah. me look like a douchebag yeah who can't cook yeah what did you cook I cooked uh, the starter was uh, winter vegetable soup chunky winter vegetable soup or something uh, uh, <laughs> from a packet <laughs> uh, yeah big chunky packet how do you uh, make it taste like cup of scoop soup or cup of scoop <laughs> cup, cup of scoop. scoop that's the new thing it's just a cup of scoops ice cream scoops couple of uh, scoops um, uh, what was the other day ah, it was risotto risotto and about uh, whatever oh risotto uh, now that's impressive yeah risotto with a sides it was a it was a squid and uh, oh fuck chorizo oh, uh, um, sa- warm salad thing squid's uh, that's a risky move not it was a not risky ever, move not everyone likes squid because squid is uh, but also to cook squid is risky it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really quick in and out yeah a minute basically a minute yeah or else it's banjaxed uh, yeah that it went well I had the vegan what's her name Rosanna uh the well-known vegan Rosanna Davidson. Davidson. Uh, so everything I cooked. Spawn of De Berg. Uh, yeah, mm. and that's what I call her. <laughs> <laughs> I see her in the street. I shout it from across the road. Oi, De Berg spawn! spawn. <laughs> Actually, De Berg spawn sounds like something like rare toad spawn in New Zealand or something. Spawn. Yeah, the De Berg spawn. A rare survives. Frog. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, uh, so I, I was cooking things that I knew I could take the meaty bit or or, oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. eggy or milky or cheesy bit out, and it would still be an okay dinner. Yeah. So the risotto, I could hold back the parmesan that I put on everyone else's. Yeah, it's like an extra. Pr- it's like you're making a separate meal for. Yeah, her. but I did like she got the short straw from everyone else. They, everyone else cooked a dinner. I went, here's your. Salad, yeah, Rosanna, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. bit of lettuce there. But you actually got so a decent. I she got a decent yeah. meal. I think she probably got me over because I won it. Oh, so I think she gave me a load of good points, a load of points. But um, yeah, I was listening to your uh, your brother was on your reviewables. Yeah, yeah, and I was amazed that you were you were both brought to healers. Uh, faith healers, faith yeah. healers, yeah, faith yeah. healers. Mm. That so you were your parents? Reli- would that mean they're religious or? My parents, yeah, they would. They would be religious. Yeah, <clears throat> like my mm. dad goes to mass every day, pretty much. But uh, it's it, he wouldn't kind of class himself as religious mm. per se. But my mum, my mother, definitely. Yeah, she's always mm. ever since I was a kid. We'd always go to. Uh, Clamac noise, mm-hmm. um, where there's like they found a, a statue of Mary in a tree or something. Some lad was cutting a tree back in eighteen diggity do, and uh, the tree started bleeding. Yeah, and then he went uh, and tore away the bark, and there was like a, a Mary statue in yeah. there. 
Like an and actual he, statue or, or a cut, shape of and he her. he cut the arm. An actual statue. Um, mm. Oh, wait. I, I don't know. No, it's not Clomac Noise, though. It's, um, oh, shit. I can't remember it, but it's near, it's near Burr. But, yeah, she'd go there and, and light a candle. But when I was a kid, and we talked about this on, 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 on our episode, yeah, there was a man, Johnny went to him as well, who cured uh, warts. Two, two warts I had. And he and did, I, yeah. And I can't explain that at all. He did cure them. He, he, lo- he looked at them. He didn't even go near me. He just looked at them and went. He, uh, we'd knocked on the front door, opened up, and my mum said, because I was only, what, I don't know, 14 at the time. Yeah, I was about 14. And he looked at them and he was like, right, I'll say a prayer for you. And that was it. And then like a, a week went by, nothing happened. So two weeks went by, still nothing. So we went back and he went, all right, yes. Sorry, sometimes I forget, he said. Yeah. And in my head, I and the whole time I was thinking, this is bullshit. You know, because you're like a teenager and you're going, what? Holy well, healer. You put it down to being a teenager. I think lots of people would say, yeah, this is yeah, bullshit. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I was even more like, this is complete bullshit. There was no, I didn't think it was going to work at all. Mm. And like a week later, like a few days after that, after that second visit, they just started to fade, to start to shrink. Oh. And then they're completely gone. Huh? Which is, I can't. You, I, you didn't put anything else on them? Didn't put anything else on them. Uh, <clears throat> my mum had even tried the tried and tested uh, get a bit of a rasher, make the sign of a cross on the <laughs> the, the wart, yeah, seven times with a rasher, with a rasher, then bury the rasher in the garden. Did she when, really do and that? Then, and then when the rasher dies, or I think you bless it with your wedding ring or something. She did that. Whoa, man! And that didn't work. This is funny stuff. But this, this is not like religion. This is superstition. Yeah, this is uh, pagan. It's pagan stuff. Yeah. But it's just funny how those, you know, the the pagan and the Christian thing just go hand in hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, to me, it's kind of funny that when I was growing up and there were a few people in our school who were Protestants, mm. but we didn't really know about it. But then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, she's a Protestant. And I'd be like, uh yeah what's the like what's the deal with that just yeah. protestant people were the others yeah you know and just like oh no they're a bit weird and whatever and then when i found out about the whole <laughs> transubstantiation thing uh i was like well yeah that makes sense it's like and for listeners that don't know what transubstantiation is it's where uh, when they have the Eucharist and they have the wine and they have the unleavened bread and the they say the prayers and Catholics believe that it actually turns into the actual body, body of Christ and actual blood of Christ mm. whereas Protestants are saying eh, no it's just a symbol it's a symbol like you yeah. know so what makes sense to you the Protestant oh none of it makes sense to me but uh, no. as in the whole Jesus thing but when you first found out when I first found out I was like well that makes sense the Protestant Cause, does like, it yeah and you know the ministers can marry and they can use condoms and all of these things yeah it just seemed a little bit a little bit looser you know yeah that's what I would have thought but then when I um, see like what's happening in Northern Ireland they're very conservative uh, yeah it's weird isn't it it's kind of 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you, I don't... Uh, I kind of like the mad uh, Catholicism, like that kind of thing, what you just say, or like, you know, kind of, you know, if you go to Italy and their paintings are just... Jesus covered in blood and yeah, or the yeah. Mexican version of Catholicism where it's yeah, yeah. Uh, spirits coming out and yeah something, uh, something and, with and, a, and and all the, a the bit of jazz to it yeah and all the parade I like the parade par- parade I remember I was in Knock one time and I was sitting in the church and suddenly these this man just swooped in with a statue of the Virgin Mary and loads of people following him praying fervently I, I like that kind of mad shit yeah, I, I yeah. you know I don't like the just boring. I wish it was more of that voodoo type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which doctors and <laughs> yeah. chicken bones? Yeah, and blood and I would like see them cut the head off a chicken yeah. in mass, you know, and spray the. I see your head shrunken in a jar. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. <laughs> I'm seeing into the future. But that 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 Eddie Stone guy who whom. My mother went to when she had cancer mm. and she brought me to him and my younger brother went to him as well out in his compound <laughs> as we called it. But uh, mm. that's what it was, a compound. But there was, there was nothing there was nothing weird about that at all. Mm. And, I like, and I like to think sometimes with those things it's almost like a, it's almost like a placebo thing where if you think if you think it does good, then it does. Mm. But like I said, but your man with the warts, in my head I wasn't thinking, oh, this is definitely going to work. So you weren't, uh, yeah, you were going, this isn't going to work. Yeah, I, the whole time I was thinking, so this is bullshit. It still people, could work as placebo, I think, even if you don't think it will work. Yeah, it's a, it's like when people say, if you're not confident, act confident, and you mm. will be. Mm. You can fool yourself into being confident. Which I never really I do that sometimes on stage where I I'll either act really confident or like I don't give a shit if if they laugh or not or mm. like I ah uh, I could be anywhere else and mm. it's 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 a weird if you're trying too hard mm. people sense that and almost resent you for it <laughs> oh no it, it <laughs> doesn't if you work look, yeah, yeah I mean look. that's I was remember seeing the first time I saw Dylan Moran not Moran but uh, he yeah, he, he, he always Dylan looks like Moran. he didn't give a shit yeah and it worked so well yeah, yeah. and I could never get that except one time I remember I was with uh, Paul Tyler we were doing improv me and Paul Tyler were doing improv in a little gig that we ran down on the keys called the, in the, the White Horse but at the time we were like in partial to a few drugs and things and um, there was this uh, concoction that some guy told us we could do it's, it's where you, you you could get dr- the dried poppy heads from a from a flower arranging shop do you know those? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you just uh, make <laughs> tea out of them and uh, drink the tea. It's horrible stuff, but yeah. it's a kind of a, an op- it's an opiate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were off our heads doing our improv down there, <laughs> not giving a shit. Yeah. And it was, we were storming it. Yeah. But you lose any kind of, uh, what if this goes badly or... You yeah, know, you're not thinking about what you're saying. You're just you're in a flow. You're in a flow. That's yeah. what improv is. Yeah, uh, if, if, if you do it properly, if you do it well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, isn't it? 
Whereas do otherwise, you do improv? Uh, not anymore. Mm. I, I I used to. Mm. I make up shit all the time on stage sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but I used to do improv, but I mm. never really did it with... God, I hope no one I did improv with is listening. But <laughs> but it's weird. You, you could be doing improv with like seven people and one of them is not that great. Ah, it screws it, can, it up. It screws oh, the whole time. thing up. You need... Everyone needs to be good. And not just good at making up shit, but good at listening. Exactly. And ending things as well. That's a, that's a big skill with improv that people didn't seem to have when I started. It was, how does a thing end? Mm. And to give it a, a, a sort of a natural end. But I, I never did well, like uh, long form. A big laugh is usually a great place to end something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, with, with improv or with stand-up, yeah, a big laugh is always... But more so, in, no, but really in improv. Yeah. Because you don't know where the laugh's you gonna don't know where come. It's going to come. But when so it comes, it's, yeah. just say that's it. Because there's nothing worse than getting a big laugh and then going on for another 10 minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> you have to kind of go, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we were going to. We know there's a big laugh at the end of this. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. When we hear it, we'll end. Yeah. End scene. Well, I mean, some improv games have a, have a natural into it like yeah the, like the alphabet game or yeah like that's what we used to do but it was just that's a good one no i like that i like the alphabet game um it was good it was good for for a time but i never really got to work with uh you know when you see good improv like uh sharon Mannion and mm, she's right and uh, danny, danny. Great. when yeah. i saw that when i saw those guys yeah down kill kenny they were doing it with um the, some of the, the steve frost no, uh, it wasn't Steve Frost. It was mm. it was them, and it was a few others. I can't remember one of the one of the guys in their sketch group. Oh, uh, Graham. Uh, Graham, Singleton? yeah, yeah, he think. is funny, so funny. Mm. And himself, himself, and uh, Danny were doing some sort of cowboy based improv mm. game for about ten minutes, and it was bloody hilarious. Mm. It was just. And I was kind of going, right, so that's how you no, do it. No, they're great. Danny is amazing. He's got, yeah. Danny's got, I'm surprised Danny isn't getting a lot more. Danny Kerr with just yeah. a lot more work. He's just a brilliant comic actor. Uh, Sharon, brilliant as well. Yeah, mm. they can kind of do, mm. they can do anything really. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Power, the power couple, the comedy power couple. They are, yeah, they're fantastic. Actually, I'm doing a show with them in, in Greystones, an improv show with them. In the whale, there's a little plug, the whale and greystones, on the third uh, of March. Very good. So I'll see you there. See you there. <laughs> I'm your opening act. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Have a comedian open for improv. Oh no, that's happened before. I've done that before. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like the, your brother, uh, speaking of the faith healer, uh, there was one story that is just I sp- just had it again, but he had it something on his privates. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was. It I was this. Believe it when I it was it. this story. We, we were talking about it, um, on the way back from somewhere. It was. It was me, uh, Johnny, and my folks, mm. and he was just telling the story. Yeah, that was so fucking weird that you. <laughs> he went into the house, and this. Uh, yeah, he was about twelve or something. He mm. was young enough. And he had some kind of uh, palsy or something wrong with him. So his mother 
the faith healer's mother had to take his hand and place it. So hang on, you, you backtrack a bit because your yeah. brother had palsy as well. No, no, no. Oh, my, no. My, my brother oh, had sorry, the eczema. faith healer had palsy. The faith healer had palsy <laughs> or something. He had some kind of... Uh, and, and your brother had what? Eczema? Eg- eczema, yeah. But, but like, on his willy or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On his... On his cock and balls. On his cock and balls. So, and your so brother is 12. He, my brother is young enough, yeah. he's. And so your mother brings him to a faith healer. So this young boy... He's to take his willy out. The dro- faith healer has palsy. Yeah. <laughs> so the faith healer's mother has to assist him by grabbing his hand and placing it on my brother's. And we're telling this That's story... That's man. Um, and uh, th- th- there's some rule when it comes to faith healers or some rule or unwritten rule mm. where the the they have to be alone with the person which sounds kind of dodgy to me mm. and my brother's telling the story about how yeah this faith healer with, with who was very young with palsy or some kind of either he had a physical thing or some kind of mental deficiency or whatever it was but he was being assisted and my mum's response to this was just no, that's not. I would never leave you in the room alone. <laughs> like yeah. her, her point was like, not that all this weird shit happened. That no, that never happened. Like my my dad was, I think, was contesting the fact that he actually placed his hands on my brother's genitalia. Uh. Now he, I don't think your man really knew what was going on. He just had the the healing hands, but he was a bit simple or whatever. Man, and my dad was like, what did that? He didn't put his... And mum was like, no, no, that never happened. And I was, in my head, I was going, all right, she's going to say, we were always in the room with you. We wouldn't have left you alone. She, or, or she was going to say, he never put his hand on your yeah. on your cock. But she was like, no, we never would have left you alone in the room. Like, that was the bugbear for her that yeah. we were in the room when it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... Like, I wild, though, isn't it? Did it work? Like when, when is this? What decade are we This would have been the 90s. Jesus, like. This would have been the early 90s. Wow. Which, I suppose, in Irish terms, means it was like the 1950s. (laughs) Because (laughs) you always have to go back about 40 years. The 90s were like, yeah. I know, Oasis were at their peak. Oasis were at their peak. And those... There was no mobile phones. There was no real internet. Mm. Like, now you just kind of look... there was, that would... You definitely been went viral that scene. You just <laughs> yeah, if someone <laughs> someone gets their someone gets their little camera phone out <laughs> and takes a simple faith healing boy mm. places his hands on a slightly older boy's genitals. <laughs> but it was just I mean, I, like Johnny wasn't disturbed by it. It was just like a weird it was just a yeah. weird thing. But then I think I mean I think it worked. All right. It must have worked because, like, his reasoning was he 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 wanted to play football, and it was too painful or something like with the with the this because it's just like a skin rash. Yeah. Um, and he played football. He played football. He was signed to Athlone Town when he was fourteen. Was he? he was a really good footballer. Wow. But then he discovered girls and drink and lost interest in it. Right. And art and whatnot. Because I mean, it's it's very very hard to become a professional footballer. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of dedication, and you're going to be going from a teenager into your 
later teenage years when all the yeah kind of, when all that crack should be happening yeah when all the 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 you so say you're either you're gonna booze risk is around, it all on yeah. on the slight chance of being a and there, and there's some some lads who were around at the time who like one of his kind of best friends in the footballing scene mm. uh, whose name I can't remember but he was signed as well to Athlone and then it got very serious then like the, the, the coaching got very serious it was all plays and you know drills tactics and, and formations and mm. tactics and stuff and it was like mm, this has gone up a notch and your man he kept playing for them he went to England had trials with uh like I think first division clubs, mm. uh, but didn't 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 work out for him. Yeah, I don't know what the the ratio is. I'd say it's what one to a thousand or something. Yeah, but I think like <coughs> footballers mm. and actors must be and drug dealers and drug dealers must be all uh, like there's only one drug dealer that really gets big. Yeah, the, the rest, rest of them are all trying selling little bits on the side. Mm. But he's like, no, I just bought a rucksack bag of heroin. No, you didn't uh, put the, the effort into your drug dealing. Yeah, he he you didn't. You weren't dedicated. He has all these handcrafted mm. artisan packages with little ribbons on them. He's up all night wrapping them. Enjoy your opiates. <laughs> Have a good improv gig. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so you um. I love drugs, Joe, yeah, I do. Drugs, oh, sorry, I thought you were going to drugs. Great. drugs. No, no, go on. Aren't drugs great? Aren't drugs great? Uh, so well, you you seem to uh, have uh, faith in the faith healer. You seem, like, you, you sound like you yeah. go, yeah. <coughs> well, I mean... I, cool. I, Did you go, actually, where you, you had cancer, correct? Yeah, yeah. And in 2013. Right, yeah. September 2013, I was diagnosed. And I think I went... I went to the faith healer after... What was the cancer? Uh, bowel. Bowel. And liver. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I went to the faith healer after my first surgery. Yeah. So, uh, I th- yeah, I think it was. I was just, like, I was I was, I was, was skeptical. No, mm. s- scratch that. I was completely 100% cynical. Mm. But the thing about it is my, my mother believed. So... You know, I, 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 I kind of did it for her. It's the same reason I go, if my parents are around, they usually go, excuse me, mm-hmm. they usually go traveling around. Uh, they go away for Christmas because my mom doesn't really like Christmas. So they go traveling. But if they're home for Christmas Day, I'll go to I'll go to Christmas Day mass with them. Mm. And sometimes my mom will go, well, <clears throat> you don't have to go if you don't want to. And I say, well, I don't want to. Then don't go. But I'm going for you. But you don't even believe in God. Yeah, but I believe in you, Mum. You're here, so I'm going for you. I love you, but mm. just not. It's just not good enough for her. Um, mm. But I'm definitely open to uh, everything and anything being possible, mm. because uh, there's a whole load of grey. Uh, but these days, I'm going to sound like an old man now. These days, Sonny, with Twitter and all that online stuff, people are um, people are taking extreme points of view. Mm. You have to have an extreme point of view about one thing. You know, abortion for women. I love it. I hate it. You know, <laughs> you can't it. you can't go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. let's consider all views because people go. Oh, you're sitting on the fence. You're a coward. It's like whoa, whoa. whoa. So I'm kind of, you know. I, 
Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, my, my brain, too. my brain tells me, and reason and facts and science tell me that there is not a god, uh, an all-seeing, omnipotent man who sits on a cloud or or whoever you want to say it. But there's uh, a lot of. Um, but I don't uh, know. Uh, books that I've no, not a lot, but I've read a couple of books that would bring in spirituality. Like, have you read The Artist's Way, which no. is a book to help you if you you know if you have writer's block or if you're yeah. procrastinating about whether you're an artist painting or writing or blah 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 it's I'll procrastinate it's, tomorrow it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's what I always say it helps you to basically through it. go through that by, yeah. by kind of saying doesn't matter if it's shit because that's what keeps you from being creative is going, well, it'll be shit. Yeah, People yeah. will laugh at it. Blah, blah, blah. <coughs> well, yeah. well, just uh, part of it anyway is just to write. Uh, if you're a writer, just write and don't think about what you're going to yeah, write yeah. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But there's an element of spirituality to that as well. I can't, I can't really verbalize how it, how it comes in. But um, Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a kind of a... I mean, it's it's a weird thing, and like sometimes I get I get um, like what was it, Fr- like Friday night I was in the I was doing mm. the international uh, just this weekend gone, and mm. Thursday night gig went really well, great gig, mm. and then Friday a couple hours before I went into the gig, I just started thinking about the gig going, God, this is this shouldn't work. This is what like what is this? I'm I'm getting up there. Nobody knows me. I'm talking, and they're and I'm expecting them to laugh. This isn't going to work at all. This is really this is such a weird thing. And mm-hmm. I just kept thinking, you know, like I mean, lions in in the Serengeti don't stand up and tell jokes about the gazelles they've killed. You know, like we're no one else does this. No other species does this. It's just a weird thing that shouldn't it shouldn't work yeah. as a concept. Yeah, but it, but it does. You know. But I, yeah, I just yeah. had that kind of crisis of confidence. And did, did the gig? Gig went very well. Oh, went well. Great. Yeah. But it was yeah. it was a difficult gig in that there were people that I had to kind of include in the gig. and But it just became fun, you know. That's kind yeah. of... I, I kind of like gigs like that where it's very specific. It's like, that you know, that couple... To that night. Who were there having their 40th anniversary. Mm. And actually, Damo Clark was emceeing and he had a great line. Where he said to the woman, uh, "So you're, uh, you're a couple here. Uh, uh, how long are you married?" And she went forty years. And he went, "And yourself, sir, the same." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yes, brilliant." All right. But I had this thing where I was talking about Santa Claus and going, "I'm, I'm glad he's not real, because if he was, it'd be, it'd be a horrible uh, existence, you know, being uh-huh. morbidly obese yet immortal." So you'd be like having all the health issues of morbid obesity, but not being able to die. But before I even got into that, I said, I'm glad he's not he's not real. And she just kind of put her hand up. She was sitting right right at the front of the stage. And went, oh, no, he is real. He is real. <laughs> and the audience were laughing. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, we know he's real, but they don't. So it was like had this whole thing of. And then I started again and said, so I'm glad Santa's not real. And then I just leaned down and give her a big wig. <laughs> Because if he was real, oh no, he's real, he's real. She starts up again, she keeps going. (laughs) So then I was like, right, when I wink and tip my hat, you know, (laughs) it just became this whole 
this whole thing like yeah but that's the kind of uh communal uh shared experience yeah so i guess in some ways it that's is a kind great of, gig isn't it it's when, kind of when, religious when, when when it just happens when someone comes up with it yeah. when someone in the audience starts saying something bizarre like that <clears> or brilliant. when you when you get a friendly heckle yeah, yeah or a freckle as i like to call them <laughs> right where someone like i said i'm talking about uh, different toilets and around the world and how in Germany they have like a, a little porcelain shelf, uh, which I didn't even realize. Like I took a took a dump in Berlin in someone's apartment mm. and got up and was like, oh, there it is. Like lying like a like a dead body in a morgue, like lying on a little porcelain slab. Yeah. And where, uh, how does it how does it go? Oh, it just <clears throat> you flush it and it just like flushes it off. And there's a little there is like a. It's just it's like a regular toilet except it has a little protrusion. Right, right, right. Slab. So it just goes so off the shelf. Off the shelf and underneath yeah. and it's flushed yeah, away. Right. Okay. But I figured yeah, that's that's very German cuz you know, Germans like to reevaluate their So they can just stand past. back. I'd love that cuz I always look at my shit. Yeah, and they're looking going, yeah, yeah. this is that's, that's good shit. Oh, that's more fiber in better it. increase my uh, carbohydrates by twenty percent <laughs> to reach maximum stool capacity. Yeah. But it's just like, uh, and and there was a German in the audience, and I knew this was in uh, the stag's head. I knew there was a German because I heard the MC talking to him, mm. and I said, yeah, "You sir, you're from Germany. You, you've you've taken a shit in your own country." And he said, uh, "No, we go to Austria to do that." <laughs> <laughs> Big laugh. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Great." It's like fair play, and they say Germans don't have a sense of humor. Fair play to you, and then I was just like making fun of that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it was funny, you know, because mm. sometimes you just get the sort of ah, yeah. and it's just what? Yeah, just yeah. a noise, just a disruptive noise. Disruptive noise. Yeah, I've had I had that actually recently. My last gig, which is which is not a heckle. Like there was a guy came in at a gig one time, and he was in his fifties probably. Mm. He was probably 30 or something, but just a raging alcoholic. And he just started making noises. And then he came up afterwards. Because, you know, there are always oh, the people that come that up. Oh, says, that was me. And goes, oh, sorry about that. Mm. You did a great show. I sure, it's just a bit of fun. You, you expect that, the old heckle. And Eleanor Tiernan was there and she went, yeah, but that wasn't a heckle. And she explained to him what a heckle was. <laughs> Really, yeah. It's like a heckle is a specific response to something that's been said specifically. You're just making noise <laughs> like an infant. <laughs> ah, nice. And she was like, explain, but in a really nice way. And he was just like, huh? I think he was just taken aback that a woman was explaining something to him. I don't think that had ever happened in his lifetime. Well, woman explaining, chick explaining, yeah. chick explaining. Is that what's called? Yeah, probably can't call them chicks anymore, though. That oh. weird thing about uh, you just examining what was going to happen before you went on—I mean, that's that well, is so surreal. That you're going, "This is weird." I stand up, yeah. say things, yeah. and people will laugh. That's not, yeah, it is weird, and and you know, you have days where you just don't feel funny. Yeah, and you think oh, I'm not funny. I've got nothing funny to say. I have heard, I have uh, found that if I was not writing new stuff. There, yeah. which is probably a lot um, I am fed up my set and I'd find that on stage I'm saying the line the laugh is there but I am not here I'm not enjoying yeah, this yeah you're all. thinking about something else as you're saying it yeah and that's yeah. horrible that's like 
yeah, it's that weird thing where mm. y- you can you can work on a bit for months, maybe a year or something, mm. and it's a, like a beautiful ten minute section on toilets, which mm. is what I'm doing at the moment. But and it's new and it's fresh and it's cool, and then you, you've done it and it works, but then you just get bored with it, mm. and it's weird. It's not like you know, Elton John doesn't go out and say, ah, I'm not going to do Candle in the Wind tonight. I've done it so, you know, the audience would go fucking, cr- like if, if mm. Elton John went out and said, right, I'm going to do an hour of new stuff that I just wrote last week. Yeah. <coughs> you'd be going, boo. But if a comedian does it, it's it's expected, like, you know? Yeah. It's like you have to kind of kill your, 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 your children. Your babies. Because, yeah, because I've, I've got bits that I, that I don't do anymore, that are great bits, but I'm just bored with them. Mm. And I think I I might sound bored when I'm when I'm doing them. So I don't I don't do them. But I save them for, for tough gigs. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you bring them out and then that hasn't worked either. And I'm thinking, is it the fact that the gig is bad or that I'm bored with the joke? Oh right. And they yeah. know it. <laughs> And then I never, and then I never do it again. Well, I've done. I think Thomas Hearn said he's done this before as well. When a gig is really shit, a corporate gig, like yeah, you go, my material. You're just dying. You go, look, I'm gonna try someone else's gag, some famous person, maybe. And if that doesn't work, then it's not me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do. Uh, I'll do uh, Bill Hicks's five minutes on drugs <laughs> and see if that see if that lands. Yeah. Oh fuck. But um, yeah. No, it's 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 uh, bizarre that you started thinking about that so, so much. Yeah. No, uh, that, that, that does happen. I, what happened to me one time? I was doing. Vic, I was supporting Pat Short in Vic Street, and uh, I could hear. For, I don't know what's the acoustics on a particular night. I could hear my own voice coming back a millisecond later, and that freaked me out on stage. Yeah, it was bouncing off the wall and coming oh, back yeah, to yeah, me yeah. or something, and. Uh, I hate that when you're talking to someone on the phone and you can hear hear your your own voice voice. echoing in here. Oh, good. I don't want to listen to I've got to hang up and tell me, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I can't listen to myself and someone else talking as well. I'm too fucking polite. I just don't say anything. Do you know that apparently people have voices in your head are only like 20% of people have them, but only... um, only twenty two percent act so, on them. some of those people <laughs> have are the voices are saying to do really horrible things. <laughs> Most people's voices in their heads are really nice. Yeah, are going yeah that that's good that was a good idea there. God, I'd love you, one you're of those doing voices. you're doing great. <laughs> I fa- uh, well I've I I used to have the other voices. No, mm. I don't really have any voices. I just the voices on my head are just like what I have for dinner. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, like in my twenties, I'd, I'd have, I'd have the little inner critic telling me I was shit and everything I was doing was shit. All right, yeah. But I just learned to kind of. Did you fa- the, phase him out just without um, reading one of those books or not, and just did it? Yeah, just did it. Not power of now or not power of now. I think yeah. it was. I think it was doing. Mm. It was doing stand up. Right. That, that actually did help me. Right. Okay. Because the fir- the first yeah. time I did the first gig I ever did, I went on last in. On a Thursday, in the Hippany. Yeah, and I couldn't. Sorry, the first gig you did. Yeah, you went on last. You were the headline yeah. act. I know. <laughs> and I said that when I went up. I was like, 
I shouldn't be on last. This is my first gig. And my first five minutes were just ma- mostly made up. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to say. Um, but it went really well. And I got that I got that nice kind of... Uh, affirmation. Yeah, yeah, affirmation. And it's mm. not like, aren't I so great? But for me, it's like... Um, I just kind of feel lucky that I that I that I'm getting away with it, that I can do it, mm. uh, that I can you know make people laugh. I think it's a kind of a it's a it's a it's a special skill that not everyone has. You can kind of learn it, I suppose, and people do courses and whatnot, but you got to learn it by doing it. No, I think so. Yeah, uh, what what a better way? to learn then um, by dying on your arse yeah. then you go well that didn't work yeah you must do something why? must change that <laughs> but you gotta you, yeah you gotta reflect on, on on stuff as well and be very very hard on yourself mm. as well because I mean I think that's why my y- younger brother is very good for just saying nah that's shit don't yeah. do that. Or but looking at your set, yeah. you look at your set and go, "No, or, no. Nah, you're 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 better than that." Oh, really? Yeah. You say that sometimes. Yeah, that's he, that's beneath you. Would that be something that's getting a laugh? But he'll say, "Yeah, but you're better than that." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah he's like, "Nah, you do something better than that." Because I mean, like, you know, it's not just you know you know yourself if you have an opportunity to say like a cliched line or an obvious joke or whatever. Mm. You'll you know you'll say it in the moment. It's funny. Uh, it's not clever or anything, but he'll say stuff like, "Because I was saying before, um, yeah, I was thinking of doing doing like a song at the end or something, maybe like a semi-improvised song or doing. I do this occasionally at, at gigs. I do this. Uh, I think I'm going to do it for my next show whenever it's written. End on a song because I'm talking about I'll be talking about depressing things." Uh, mm. And he said to me, "It's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of prop comedy, isn't it?" And I was like, "Huh?" And then I was like, "Yeah, well, maybe." And I didn't do it for months. Yeah. Until finally, I went, "Nah, fuck it. I, I fucking do this. I don't care. Other people do it. I've seen yeah. people do you. I mean, you, I do you, music. You, yeah. yeah, but you've got a you've got a kind of a you've got a hook where you'll do." David, is it David Bowie? I do, um, do those impression things. Yeah, you Bowie do doing nursing rhymes, but and then I do another bit where it's kind of little bits. But I don't actually ever do a whole song. I do yeah. bits. Yeah, because I, yeah, I do a whole song, and yeah. the, and I haven't changed that. The first verse is the least funniest verse. Mm. So it's like the second and, th- and third bits. It gets very funny, but I know when I'm starting it, and people are going. I can hear their brains going. What? The, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. And like, unlike a joke where you can sometimes, in the middle of a bit, if it's not going well, just kill it and move on to something else. Uh, a song you can. But a song you just you've started. You have to keep going. Mm. And if it's not working, it's not working. So I think. Yeah, do songs just make them very. I mean, the very songs funny. are are good, and um, I understand why people uh, say it's cheating. You know, people say, "Oh, they g- bring the guitar out, the uh, 
you know, the applause machine. Because basically you finish a song, yeah, yeah. it's a natural reaction yeah. to get a round of applause. It's like saying, my wife's pregnant. Mm. And everyone applauds. And I'm yeah. not married. I just wanted an applause, <laughs> you know, which is like <laughs> a, cheap, a cheap gag that some people do. Yeah. But yeah, it is It is like, an, it's like, give yourselves a round of applause for coming out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand well, that. They do it. They will do it. Imagine if an audience, I don't know if an audience ever went, no, nah, nah, we're not, we're not going to do that. No, nah, no, nah, we're, we'd, we'd. C- collectively, we're not that confident about mm. ourselves <laughs> to give ourselves a round of applause. It's like when yeah. you're in a restaurant and you order something off the menu and the waiter goes, excellent choice. Yeah. And I always go, what, ordering something from from the menu of the restaurant that you work in? Mm. I mean, what other choice what, could what I make? What are the, uh, the other things that... Is everything else poisoned? Yeah. Is that why I made an excellent choice? Yeah. <laughs> if I pick something else, would I be? Would you be going? Poor choice, sir. You're you're yeah, going to you, die. You would have died. Is there something in that? Well done. Is there a bit in that, Joe? <laughs> that <could laughs> That's be. gold, Jerry. Gold. Could be. Yeah, could be. I can't wait to see it. This is a full show. I, I can't wait to see the whole show. My whole show. It's called it's "Come Here to Me." <laughs> That's the name of my show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Come Edward here to Salmon, me. Come here to me. As I'll in be, when when. Like like that Irish thing, come here to me. Yeah, come here to me till I tell you. And yeah. also in an amorous, come here to me. Uh-huh. And also in a, I want to sell you something, come here to me. Yeah. You can interpret come here to me in a yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah. So I wanted something a little bit more inviting than Edwin Salmon versus cancer. I think... That's what you did a show about yeah. getting cancer in Edinburgh? I haven't done it in Edinburgh. No? I think I'm going to do it next year. Okay. I'm probably going to do it in Edinburgh and probably record it there as well. Maybe oh. just audio recording. I was going to do it sometime in Dublin, but it's like I've done it a few times. I did a kind of a little mini tour of it. Yeah. Um, and like we we're saying, you just want to do new stuff. So I'm working on new stuff, but the show is there and it's... Yeah. It's like an hour and 15 minutes uh, is what I whittled it down to. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably do it next year. I'm going to Edinburgh this year. With a show? No. With another show. A different I, show. A different show that I can't mention right oh. now because it's top secret. It's not just you in it. It's not just me. It's, uh, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of us. Yeah. But I'll be doing, I mean, I'll be over there doing... Lady, lady Boys from Bangkok show. Yeah, that's it. Mm. I am the uh, mm. ping pong ball <laughs> man. I'm the ping pong ball wrangler. I just have to make sure all Fate the balls either. are clean and ready for insertion. Mm. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a tough job, mm. but somebody's got to do it. I'm just glad they asked me. So yeah, come see me at the uh, Bank Bangkok Lady Boys Ping Pong Ball Show. <laughs> you just be pleasant rooms, just cleaning the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 you know, I'll get some best of Irish gigs or something. Mm. I mean, I ha- I haven't gigged in in Edinburgh since 2011. Yeah, it was the last time myself and Kevin McGarren did a split show. Right. See, I'm before either of I'm us were going on the there this year. Are you doing? Well, no, I haven't <coughs> booked the venue. I have to ring the stand tomorrow. <laughs> You're doing it in the stand. I wanted. I've thought of this. I wanted to do it in the Hive, but I can't get a venue there now. Yeah. So now I'm thinking the stand. But I would prefer to do free fringe because. See, that's the thing. I don't I know if I'm going to do if I'm going to do free or if I'm going to do the whole. The finances of four weeks of it or whatever. Mm. But I think when I go over, I'm just going to look around, 
uh, and just look at venues and see mm. what would suit me, mm. maybe. But we'll, we'll see. Mm. But that's the thing, you have to kind of start working on it. Now. Yeah. At least now. For Oh, for next for, year. For 2019. September. At least, if yeah. we're all still here, please, yeah, please yeah. God, if He exists, which I don't know, maybe He does. Who knows? It's a great yeah. area. Anyway, listen, thanks a lot. Uh, that was great crack. Oh, was that it? I'd say, isn't it? Time there you go. That was Edwin Salmon. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks for subscribing. And uh, next week I'll be talking to uh, uh, a mate who's uh, well, we're we're on a kind of a um, Frank McCarty. We're doing uh, uh, some. Uh, challenges together we're both going to be doing the Connemara Marathon in April and we're doing all sorts of mad shit like ice baths and eating mushrooms and everything like that and it's all been filmed so we're going to put it out online after the marathon is done so uh, I'll be chatting to him next week uh, thanks for uh, subscribing if you want to give me a rev- five star review uh, just uh, go ahead and do that and uh, write a review as well or if you want me to write it uh, I'll send it to you and uh, that's it uh, thanks to uh, Headstuff for hosting the podcast and I'll see you next time Other banks go out of their way to make redeeming credit card rewards needlessly complicated, like how they require minimums or force you to use your rewards before reaching some arbitrary expiration date. But Discover isn't like that. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. So you'll never have to jump through hoops. Unless you're like a trapezist, then by all means, go right ahead. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply.